0: Gentlemen and welcome to a fucked up edition of HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 65 for the week of March 19th, 2019. My name is Josh aka JK Fire and this week I'm joined by the man who in another time frame was in business professional clothing but is no longer in business professional clothing. Will, how are you on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, it's... I feel like we just time-traveled. A little bit. (laughs) See, remember during the Zach interview when I fucked up time zones? Well, now we're just... We're semi-fucking up the release of this uh, podcast. But that's okay. Because by all intents and purposes, we're going to have this released on the day it's supposed to release. Kinda. It's going to work out.
1: It's going to release on Tuesday if you're in central time and it all pans
0: out (laughs) just fine. Will, do you want to give a small explanation as to what happened before we actually get into the
1: show? Sure. So the reason we're recording basically a day late here, or we're recording twice. Um, Yeah, fully. Full Second take. Yep. Um, um, First recording, went to export it out of our recording software and not sure what happened. Um, but all of the audio lines just went blank and we had a silent episode, two hours of silence. Um, tried to recover it. Um, files were not locatable. Is that a word? I guess it is locatable. Sure. It is now not able to be located. Yeah. And we lost the episode right before we were supposed to post. So we're here. We're here on a Tuesday bringing you, so, still, still bringing you the episode. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it out there. Hell yes, we will. New software will be looked into.
0: <laughs> will, should we talk a little bit about what this episode's going to entail? Yes. For we, the second time? What do we got? <laughs>
1: hey, it's the first time for them. That's it is. All I'm saying. And who
0: knows? Maybe somebody would be interested in a two-hour silent episode of HCS Pro Talk.
1: Maybe. Maybe they just need that, that peaceful time in their day. <laughs> we're, we're giving you forced meditation. <laughs> there it is.
0: That's what we're giving you. Um, no, but on this episode, we actually are going to be talking a lot about uh, MCC is officially coming to the PC, um, Reach is coming to MCC along with the PC as well, and then we're going to have our HCS Invitational Post Show, and our Gamers For Giving Preview, all of that and more to come on the episode, but well, before we talk about any of that stuff, what do
1: we always start the show off with?
0: Roster Media.
1: It's always some roster mania, so here we go. We have, from Noob Combo, again, the free agent list for Gamers Forgiving and DreamHack Dallas, and the team list, so let's get into them. Gamers Forgiving free agent list includes the Bronx Demon, Adamant, Gohan, Easy, Hypo, Tusk, Kevin Clutch, Ghoul, Admiral Bunny, Bulkasaur, Two Vicious, Canology, Most Dope, Hostie Shots, Kaiul, and Nautilus EXG. The teams we have... Um, first team is RNC Display, world famous in Zypok. Second team, AF Reality, Saber. Second team, we have Sloji and Struggler. And last but not least, we have Klepto and Revamped, all looking for other players. DreamHack Dallas free agent list is as follows The OG Killer, Jay Weezy, Gohan. Coco the Janitor, Galloping Elk, is a coach looking to a uh, 4-team, we have Easy, we have Exile, Sterling, Crewman, Assertive, Lie, Hypo, Trunks, Tusk, Protein, Slur Shot, Poseidon's BR, Cool Ranch Senpai, Joy Slays, Quicksilver, Bulkasaur, Exocide 07, Venom, Adain, Elvistico, Gunstrafe, Kanology, Senshi, most dope, hosty shots, Kayul, and Stinger.
0: Woo! On fire today, Will.
1: Dreamhack Dallas partial team list is as follows. First team is our RCN Display, World Famous, and Zypok. Looking for one more. We have Flamehead, the only toxic, and Engage. Looking for one more. We have Dread Takedown, I Always Slay, and Daffy GDI. Looking for one more. Uh, Tosh and Berserk are looking for two more. Reality and Saber are looking for two more. Just Eon and Shreds, two more. Hilly and CE and Catastrophe, looking for two more. Drizzy and Uday looking for two more. And Neutralizer, Schoolage, and Posy looking for one more. And that does it for the list. But we do have a little bit more news. An announcement for Gamer Forgiving Squad. Infinite Gaming... Will consist of Ryan Noob, Scarvane, Piles, and Thuggish Killer. So check them out this weekend. Very nice. And that's all we got for Rostermania.
0: Which means it's time for COD, another games watch. We got one thing to talk about real quick. So uh, the same weekend that the HTS Invitational took place in, just last weekend, is the same weekend that Call of Duty World League Fort Worth took place. And therefore, we have to give a shout-out to uh, Luminosity Gaming. Congratulations on taking first place at Call of Duty World League Fort Worth. And, uh, yeah, good stuff all around. And that does it for COD and Other Games Watch! Which means it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Halo Where Will didn't actually play Halo in other
1: games, too! <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, uh, played one game, which was Sea of Thieves again. Got my pirate legend status and we'll see what the new update brings if I'll jump back into it. Hopefully some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy playing it with, uh, with buddies, Dom and Nick. Yes. So it's a good time. That's all I played. Need to get back into more Halo stuff. We talk about it every week, doing the yes. the Halo Four and Five playthroughs. Yes, we'll get there.
0: We'll be doing that, and then um, also, I guess I'll just say this right now too: is that so? This weekend is Gamers' Forgiving. The weekend after that is when the community playlists so are going to start back up. So we'll definitely be playing more Halo in the near future.
1: And don't forget about our one v one tournament coming up.
0: Indeed, very shortly here. Indeed, it's gonna. It is. Oh my God, that's really soon.
1: Yep, we need to get our. Uh... Or the ball rolling. Yes, we need people. People sign up, please, over on <laughs> challenge or challenge. However you want to say it, however it's spelt. We need we need more people to uh, shit on Scud.
0: Will do. Yes, yes, yes. Get shit on Scud. Uh, Will do me a favor. Write down on your paper to for a reminder at the end of the show to talk about that one v one tournament. If you remember what we talked about yesterday. Oh, you, you remember a little monster jam action that might happen. So, <laughs> stay tuned for that. It's going to be great. Um, I played two games over the week. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I was a member of Project Stream. Um, and you get a free copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey on PC if you were part of that program. I got it. I play, I'm playing it. It's good. And then um, I caved, Will, and uh, I bought the Division 2 on PC. I played an hour of it so far. I like it. I just wanted a new looter shooter experience. And it actually works and is 100% like all there at launch. Can't really say that a lot about a lot of games right now. So good to see. I'll happily give them my 60 bucks for now. And uh, we'll see where the content train rolls with that one. But uh, that's all I played. Will, should we talk about some news?
1: What do we got this week?
0: First and foremost, the next hell... Hey, but- the next, Hello, the next Halo Legendary Crate has been announced. We're already off to a roll and start here. Um, and I quote, This is a tweet by Halo. Marked by the skull scratched into his helmet, Emil A239 is, as, is remembered as the merciless wrath of noble team. Take your first look at this Halo icons figure in the renegade-themed Halo Legendary Crate. Ordered by April 15th at 9pm Pacific Time on loot.cr slash halo to secure yours. Um, quick thing to say, I completely forgot that I had to cancel my old bank card because there was, uh, like, oh my God, was it a caribou or Starbucks that got hacked or something? And they demanded everybody to cancel their cards and they sent new ones. My old card was attached to my loot crate profile. So no wonder I never received my previous, like, couple month ago crate, but it's being shipped. We're getting it taken care of. Just thought I'd put that in there. Next news story. The MCC playlist update for March 13th, 2019 by Postum's Halo Waypoint article, and I quote, Good morning, MCC players! Today on March 13th, we are bringing even more maps and modes to the party in several social playlist offerings. Additionally, we have returned the weighting of game types in both social and competitive matchmaking based on community feedback. Um, So there's a good amount of social changes for Halo CE and Halo 2 Anniversary 4v4s. But the big thing we want to talk about right now, Halo 3 4v4 Slayer, again, this is social, removed AR starts from Last Resort and Standoff, added BR starts to Construct, Foundry, Snowbound, Standoff, Cold Storage, and Assembly, and reduced AR starts weight across all maps. Absolutely fantastic. Will, you and I both know, playing Social Slayer in MCC with AR starts in Halo 3 is a fucking disaster.
1: It gets annoying real quick.
0: Yes. So seeing the BR starts being added, seeing AR starts being weighted reduced. Great to see. Hope it continues on. Good on you, MCC. And then for competitive games, Halo 2 Classic and Halo 2 Anniversary Team Hardcore increased objective weight related to Slayer for each map. So now you get a little bit even spread. Next news story, Halo 5 Matchmaking Feedback Update for March 15th, 2019. This is by Zadenfell over at HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, Matchmaking settings updates. As many of you have noticed, we've made a few matchmaking changes lately that are already live as we try them out. First part, letting matches start even if they aren't full. There's an ongoing issue that randomly drops players after a full match is found. This can result in players waiting a while for that missing slot to get refilled. We are still searching for the main cause of this drop, but to alleviate the issue in the meantime, we've allowed matches to start without being full in several playlists. Currently, any playlist with 10 or more players in social can start down 1-2 to players. This has been resulting in overall faster matchmaking so far. Then we have team balance check adjustments. Before allowing a match to happen, there's a check that makes sure that the teams are balanceable for reasonably fair matches. In the past, it has prevented matches that the best balance possible resulted in worse than a 40% chance for one team to win. The main reason being it's not fair to make matches much worse than that. In other words, they've made cha- they've made changes to matchmaking so you'll hopefully get matched up with a, um, a better matchup in general and they made it so you can start it without a full group, which is great. It drastically reduces match times. Awesome to see. Next up, Halo Showtime series. The former director Rupert Wyatt reveals his vision. This is an article over on IGN.com by Terry Schwartz. And I quote, though planning for Showtime's planned Halo TV series is officially underway, with production expected to start later in 2019, the long and development project had a recent key staffing turnover when attached director Rupert Wyatt, best known for directing Rise of the Planet of the Apes, departed the project in December of 2018 and was later replaced by Robin Hood and Black Mirror Helmer Otto Bathurst. Though he's now off the project, Wyatt had previously been deeply involved with Halo as both director and executive producer, and still has a lot of emotional investment in the series. IGN caught up with Wyatt at South by Southwest while he was promoting his new movie Captive State and chatted about what it would have been if he had stayed on Halo. And I quote When you're making AAA games like that and you're spending $450 million and you're making them across five years, it's all a digital construct. So, to me, I kept on asking the question to myself and the team around me why would we want to make something that is a digital construct on one third of the budget with one third of the time? said Wyatt. In simple terms, What I was, therefore, attempting to do, was to do everything in-camera, to go to locations, to bring a real-world quality to that mythology, which I think would have been really exciting. Of what compelled him about the story, he added, and I quote, You're dealing with outer colony planets in Reach, and just so many different topographies and places and cultures. Like, what is it like for a human colony, over time, to have evolved? What cultures from Earth have come there, or from Reach, have come there, that uh, that have then become the Apex culture? What clothes do they wear? I really hope that's how they pull it off. Though Wyatt grew up watching the Planet of the Apes movies, he had never, quote, steeped himself in the mythology, end quote, and so he took a similar approach to getting to know the world of Halo. In this case, he had only played the game but, quote, didn't really understand the mythology, end quote, so took to exploring the lore of Halo and quickly became enamored with the deeper world of the series. Will. We, we did hit on this in the previous recording, Right? Mm-hmm. And basically we're talking about how the the quote I used was keep it simple, stupid. Right?
1: Right. So go ahead, what, what were you gonna yeah, say in regards no, to this? Um it sounds like he was he's really he it sounds like he's really interested in the mythology. Yes. And from his quotes there, it sounds like he would have just dove in a little too deep. Um Yes, there is a Halo audience that knows that mythology well and that it would hit with. Yes. Um, but it's a Showtime series, paid subscription. Yep. So you got to pull in those new viewers that are going to be paying to watch this show.
0: They want it in front of as many people as possible. Not just the diehard Halo fans.
1: While, um, with I understand where he's going. When he did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. It was basically an origin, origin story to the Planet of the Apes movies that from the past. It
0: was really good, too.
1: They were really good.
0: Yes, um, the trilogy was really good.
1: My wor- What I worry about then is, is he going to create new stories that wouldn't gel with the current Halo? Well, I think the whole point about
0: this series was to expand further, not just do like a typical Master Chief type
1: story. Sure. So it could have worked in that sense for him to build almost like a a prequel to the halo series could have but if you're like we said the big thing he might have dove in too deep and not captured the attention of a wider audience
0: yeah i think the whole i I think the point was to do because he talked about outer colonies and reach right Mm -hmm. so having those other stories that are being told within the same universe that we get with the novels, right? We get the novels where they they're not just about Master Chief. They're Master Chief books, but not all of them are about him. So it's I'm just afraid that. Remember how we kept talking about how you can't please everybody? Right. So I I hope people understand that a TV show is a completely different beast than a video game, than a comic book, than a book itself a a movie so on and so forth right and like you said with with it being a showtime show they need it in front of as many people as possible and the only way they're going to do that is if they don't get too into the weeds with a lot of the mythos behind halo and yes the lore junkies would eat it up and there's nothing against that that'd be awesome and maybe they can do that if if the series becomes successful right they can get further and further into that but when you first start out, you have to make it as engaging and as accessible as as possible for anyone that's potentially going to watch. So, keep it simple, stupid. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh, and then the other comment that I had on it was, uh, maybe it's a good thing that this person's not on the project yeah, they anymore. Someone else. Yeah, because apparently, Captive State is not that good of a movie. Sorry.
1: Well, I'll have to give them props for Rise of the Planet of the. Oh, y-. yeah. You do well there. But- yeah.
0: Great. Great stuff. I haven't seen Captive State. I can't really talk. But reviews, not doing so kind to it right now. But that's okay. Because like you said, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, great movie film. Shall we move on, Will? Yes, yes. The next news story, and the big one. MCC on PC and Halo Reach. This is a Halo Waypoint article by Sketch, and I quote, Today we're extremely excited to share two big announcements that deliver on what are easily the most frequently requested asks from our community over the last few years. One, Halo Reach is being added to Halo Master Chief Collection, and two, the entire collection is coming to PC via the Microsoft Store and Steam. The Great Journey. Before we jump into what all of this means, let's take a quick walk down memory lane. Halo The Master Chief Collection, MCC, launched for Xbox One back in 2014 and offered four complete game experiences in one handy package. Soon thereafter, Halo 3 ODST's campaign was added, rounding out the ultimate collection of classic Halo game content. Over the past year, the team at 343 Industries has been working on updating and enhancing MCC in close partnership with the community. Through months of public flighting and player feedback, MCC has grown and evolved into an entirely different product with improved and modernized matchmaking and services, support for 4K in HDR, offline LAN, better controls and input customization, and more. Last September, the enhanced and improved MCC landed on Xbox Game Pass and gave a whole new audience a way to experience Master Chief saga, or for existing fans, a way to rel- relive those classics like never before. All of this work, along with the support of the community, was instrumental in not only reinvigorating MCC, but laying the foundation to take the next step and bring it all to PC in a way that honors both the Chief's legendary journey, and the PC features and conventions that players wanted to see Halo take advantage of. So, MCC for PC. Later this year, these classic Halo experiences will start to arrive on PC via the Microsoft Store and, for the first time in the series, on Steam. This is an incredibly exciting opportunity for us to bring the Halo universe and Master Chief story to a new audience and to offer PC gamers a chance to step into the franchise on the PC platform of their choice. The Master Chiefs arrival on PC will happen in stages, with each title releasing one by one over time, giving the development teams the ability to ensure each one is right while giving players a chance to jump in right away rather than having to wait for the entire suite of games to be completed. Our current plan is for the journey to begin with the launch of Halo Reach, the fictional beginnings of Master Chief's Saga, with the rest of the titles following in chronological order thereafter. Halo Reach, Halo CE, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 3 ODST's campaign and Halo 4 will each be available for individual purchase within MCC as they become available, and each game will evolve and grow over time with community input. For the team at 343 Industries, the important... The most important and critical element of this project is ensuring that MCC delivers a true, quote, first-class, unquote, experience on PC. We're embarking on a journey with our community to build a real PC experience that delivers on PC gamer expectations. The team is passionately committed to ensuring that all the features, bells, and whistles expected in a modern PC title are included within MCC. These features may vary somewhat by title, and we won't get everything in there all at once. This is a product and experience that will grow and evolve over time. We are laying the groundwork for PC native features such as excellent mouse and keyboard controls, support for multiple resolutions and aspect ratios, field of view sliders, and adjustable frame rates, to name a few. And yes, there will be support for Xbox gamepads and other PC controllers. Remember Reach. Along with Bring MCC to PC, the next loudest refrain from Halo fans has been to add Reach to MCC, and we're excited to make good on both requests later this year. As part of MCC, the prequel to Halo Combat Evolved looks and plays better than ever and will arrive in slightly different ways depending upon your platform of choice. MCC's Intelligent Delivery feature on Xbox One allows players to pick and choose to install campaign and or multiplayer content and reach will be offered in the same way. On Xbox One specifically, Halo Reach's multiplayer content, which includes Forge and Theater, will be automatically included for everyone who owns MCC while Halo Reach's campaign and firefight experiences will be offered together as a premium digital add-on. Xbox Game Pass subscribers will have access to the entirety of Halo Reach within MCC as part of their subscription, and just like the rest of the titles in MCC, Halo Reach is silky smooth at 60fps and visually stunning in 4K HDR on compatible hardware. Halo Reach will look and play just as great when it lands on the Microsoft Store and Steam and include PC-specific features and options. Campaign, Multiplayer, and Firefight will come packed together for purchase as the first step in this PC journey. Teamwork makes the dream work. Bringing all these classic games together and integrating the huge matrix of features and experiences PC gamers and Halo fans deserve and expect is a monumental undertaking. It's no secret that the bulk of the team at 343 Industries is hard at work realized the future of the franchise with Halo Infinite, so the same amazing publishing team who diligently brought all the recent improvements and updates to MCC over the last year has invited a few friends to help us achieve victory. The experienced and passionate folks at Splash Damage and Ruffian are partnering with us to help make this dream a reality. Splash Damage co-founder and CEO Richard Jolly says, and I quote, For almost 20 years, Splash Damage has had multiplayer gaming at its very core. Being part of the team bringing this legendary franchise to PC for the very first time is a tremendous honor for everyone here at Splash Damage, and we're excited for Halo fans around the world to play what we're hard at work on. End quote. Another quote, We love Halo and are mind blown to bring this franchise back to PC. 343 3 has assembled an amazing team who are working hard to build the Halo PC experience fans deserve, says the team at Scotland-based Ruffian Games. It's a privilege to be along for the ride. And looking ahead, Additionally, we know many of you will have questions, so stay tuned to Halo Waypoint, where we'll have plenty more to say, share, and show on the road to release. The team at 343 Industries, along with our partners at Splash Damage and Ruffian, are already hard at work, and we can't wait to bring the community along on this journey. On behalf of the entire 343 Industries team, thank you to everyone who's continued to play and support Halo and MCC, and for not giving up on a dream of one day enjoying these great experiences on a PC. Big article. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. couple updates, though. First, Sketch put out a tweet, and it states there's going to be no motion blur in Reach. Will, did you play Reach at all? Never did. Okay. If you go back onto an Xbox 360, and you put in your disc copy of Reach. Actually, fuck it. If you have an Xbox One, which you do, and you put in a copy of Halo Reach, and you start it up, you will notice that there is a lot of motion blur in that game. Now, at the time, it looked fine. And the art style of Reach looks great regardless, but the motion blur, no, 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 it's going bye-bye, and I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, yes, you just heard me say that I can't wait for something about Halo Reach. Let it be known. How about some community thoughts? Let's get into it. First up, Ogre Two states, "I am so scared for this. There's so many things still wrong with the Xbox version, and I can't help but feel like they could be shooting themselves in the foot with this if it's not fixed during the transfer over to PC."
1: You kind of share the same reservations, right?
0: Absolutely. Yep. If uh, For people who... For people who use the same analogy. For people who are using roast, like wearing roast-tinted glasses when MCC first released on Xbox One. It was a disaster. An absolute disaster. Campaigns worked for the most part. Achievements weren't popping all the time, which was annoying. And multiplayer basically just didn't work. And it, it was... It was seriously a nightmare. So, and like Ogre 2 states, there are still issues with the updated version of MCC that's out right now. There still is. So, hopefully... Now, they did say that the PC version and whatnot is coming out later this year. So, it will be 2019, right? Because Infinite's going to come out in 2020. Mark my words. Um, Hopefully, they're able to fix everything with the Xbox version first. And then with all that in mind, bring out a fully-featured, fully-functional MCC on PC. But yes, I do hold those same reservations just because we've been burned so hard in the past. And I know they're learning. And I know they've learned from their problems before. And they're having a lot more communication with everybody, which is fantastic. I just... I'm going to keep my expectations in check.
1: Sound good? I think... One thing I'm worried about is if they if they, it comes out on PC, yes, and it doesn't run well. Yep. I mean, you we we talked about it a little bit already, um, not on the show. So here we go. Um, you have big streamers looking at playing this game. Summit, Shroud said he'd try it with his audience. Who knows what's going to happen from there? Right. Uh, and Summit
0: Summit voiced like straight up, like he's excited. Yeah. He's legitimately excited for this
1: if it comes out they hop on and it doesn't work there goes a lot of momentum for you yep exactly down the drain well you
0: saw like with apex legends right you saw the amount of uh streamers and content creators who got who were paid to play that game it is massive people are still talking about it but and another reason why people are still talking about it even after they've stopped playing is because the battle pass is getting released right it's that is a free to play games as a service model type experience. MCC is not that, but just the sake of from the very get go. And I'm not saying three, four, three is going to be paying people to play it at first because people have already expressed their interest to play it regardless. But you're right. If it doesn't work to the expectations that they're, that they're expecting. Oh man, you, that, that could be even more devastating than when MCC released on Xbox One back in the day and didn't work. Like, this could be exponentially worse.
1: Because that could mean that would take away from Infinite releasing on PC as well. People are going to be like, oh, they messed up MCC. Do I really want to spend the money on Infinite right now when when MCC didn't work?
0: Now, people, and I know you realize this, but other people need to realize that it's not the same team that are working on both.
1: No, yeah, I... (sighs) People aren't going to look at it that way. Though. I know. I know. But like, we do.
0: It's the thing that we just, as this podcast, right, we kind of owe it to people to be like, hey, in case you don't know, there are two technically separate teams within the same company working on these experiences. You have a dedicated team working on MCC and you now we have two outside groups working on MCC for PC, right? And then you have your core infinite team who are not working on mcc and mcc on pc they're just working on infinite so but yeah it's it's all public perception right Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work then i mean the the only thing people are going to think about is the negative stuff
1: yep and i mean at the end of the day it's three four three with their name on that yes and microsoft
0: and microsoft yep
1: so it's to a lot of people it's coming from one place
0: yep It's gonna be something, man. It is. It, it is gonna be something. How
1: how how they handle the next I say year and a half. Yeah. Now that I'm I've been thinking about Infinite. Uh-oh. And I think it might even be a 2021 release. Ooh. You think 2021? Just cause um the timing of this and um I don't know, I would say early 2021. I'm saying I could,
0: fall 2020.
1: I could see like November. 2020
0: yeah fall 2020 yeah
1: right before the uh holiday rush so to speak
0: i can totally see that happening
1: we've seen i've seen on twitter people are still now being hired for like art of infinite you know like you think if it was coming out in the next year that a lot of that would be cemented already i i'm hopeful yeah
0: like i i've said it and I will say till the cows come home. I'm saying that infinite releases in 2020. That is my like, you can send, you can take it to the bank. That is my statement that you can take to the bank. Infinite will release in 2020.
1: Where did you pull till the cows come home? Oh no. It, did it did popped into from? my head. I'm sorry.
0: It's a statement that's been around for a long time. It has hasn't been. It? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's probably for farmers when they would have to, like, wrangle the cows back for in. For the th-
0: record, I'm not a farmer. Yeah.
1: At all. That's probably where it came from. But anyway, I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. <laughs> like You're really fixated it's on that one. You okay. derailed the
1: show for a minute. What a I... okay
0: It's okay. You made a blowjob joke while you are at McDonald's, so, you know, what are you going <laughs> to do? <laughs> no one's going to understand what the fuck I just said there, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I completely understand where Ogre 2 is coming from on this, mm-hmm. and I, I agree wholeheartedly because... We we had expectations when it released on Xbox One and it just it did not meet those expectations whatsoever. Now, there is a lot that goes into it because there's basically five different engines that are being worked on, but and they had they had they probably had contractual obligations. I would love to hear the backstory on MCC's development on Xbox One. Oh, I would love if there was a documentary on that that comes out, but like, oh boy. Um but yeah, that's That was one statement. Then Frank O'Connor, who works at 343, as a matter of fact, put out a little bit more of a lengthier statement here um, in regards to MCC on PC and kind of the developmental process behind it. So this is Frankie's thoughts. And I quote, I can only repeat what Phil said, which is that our intent is to make the PC game available to PC players where and how they're playing. That doesn't mean a stripped out Linux build. But to be honest, we're not being cagey for the sake of it. Even Steam itself means building components to play nice with the store and its infrastructure. The same, thing would be, uh, the same thing would be true of any new landing spot for the project. It's not just a port. It's really qu- a quite serious challenge to not only get the various components up and running on PC architecture at fidelity, but also properly translate some elements that were built for- with consoles in mind, and in a couple of cases, 4x3 standard definition uh, aspect ratio content at the very root level of some of its original design principles. Obviously, over the years of the MCC project, the anniversary releases and backwards compatibility have pushed the games closer to what the minimum expectations for PC are, but things that weren't there originally, like aspect ratio, field of view, key mapping, have very serious design implications. At the HCS finals this weekend, folks were asking why we announced it, quote, so far from launch, end quote. And the reality is that it's such a large challenge to do it right, that it would have been reasonable to think of it as a normal game announcement, which can sometimes be years out. It will be here a lot faster than that, and just pointing it out for chronology of game announcements as an example. We're, we've already done a great deal, and the team is really excited about the potential of not just putting the games on the new platform, but doing both the games and the PC gamers justice too, so that people end up hopefully with the game they imagined or hoped for this whole time, and that it feels right as a Halo game and as a PC game. That's why the answer to, quote, where there will be cross-play, end quote, is still not cut and dry. It's certainly possible technically, so the testing and tuning will have to include questions about matchmaking, controller versus mouse and keyboard, populations, and their respective tastes, security, etc, etc. The easy answer would be, yes, options, right? But again, we don't want to compromise the PC version to do that. Flighting will obviously help us shake out lots of technical issues, but it will also provide a ton of user playstyle feedback, and the fuzzy subjective stuff that emerges from how PC players use it. If you played the Halo 5 Forge multiplayer component on PC, you'll also notice that the console origin of that suite means that on average, some WSD players feel that there's about one control function too many for natural setups and player movement. Not an issue on a controller because the ability to use all the main triggers, bumpers, buttons, and clicks. This is specific to Halo 5 because of the increased mobility, but the original Halo CE, despite starring as a Mac title, was really Xbox-specific and the design was crafted in tandem with the development of the OG Xbox controller. It's not just buttons, necessarily, but also a designer intent. So that's one of the less clear-cut challenges to get right, making these games feel like they were built for PC from the get-go. A lot of the audience will be Halo console players and fans, but there will also be folks new to the series too, and we want to show up well for them too without changing the fundamental core of each original game. It's not rocket science, but it also kind of is a bit. So there you go. We're still waiting on that crossplay. But uh in the words of HGS Pro Talk, we'll just have to wait and see. Next up, King Abyss states, MCC coming to PC is gonna be fantastic, and I hope uh, I hope, but I'm super optimistic. Snipe states, I'm glad PC players are going to be able to test the game out, I'm crossing my fingers for crossplay so I can join up on playdates. Gonna stick to console cause I'm on a budget. And then Hitech Redneck states, as for the Reach and PC announcement, I'm pumped! Not the biggest fan of Reach or playing on PC, BUT seeing how hyped the community is for it makes me really hopeful and excited for what it will hopefully do for the Halo scene. Was well, also glad to hear that flighting with the Insider program should be starting pretty soon. All in all, I think it's been a pretty awesome week to be a Halo fan.
1: Go ahead. And then, um, one thing. Do you think that, so like High Tech Redneck just said, it, it, it the Halo scene is really excited about this. And yes, we said some big names are going to play yes. MCC yep. and Halo coming to PC. Do you think it's going to draw more of a crowd in than what's already there? So, well, going back to what Snipe
0: said, right? You and I had talked about it where you you don't really think it's that big of a deal, right? Right. MCC coming to PC. So I what you and I talked about, I think it was with the PC population being as large as it is, I think the fact that, and I thought about it a little bit further as well, the last time a Halo game, a full-blown, I'm not talking about this Halo 5 Forge thing, okay? But a full-blown Halo game released on PC by Microsoft was Halo 2 Vista. Okay? Think about that. Windows Vista way back, okay? And the funny thing is that you needed Windows Vista in order to play it. Like that's why it was called Halo 2 for Vista, okay? Before that, and no, I'm not, okay, for the record here, I'm not including, like, Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike. Because those did, t- they were technically Windows games as well, okay? But I'm talking about full mainline Halo releases. And the one before that was Halo CE. On P- like, Halo, yeah, Halo on PC, okay? It's been a long time. It's been a very long time since a Halo game, a mainline Halo release, has come to PC. People have been missing it. Hence why we have Halo Online we have El Dorito. We have Installation Zero One. We have a couple other fan-made games that are coming out, right? People want Halo on PC. Now, yes, there it's a lot more of a dedicated crowd that are playing those, right? Don't get me wrong. But the fact that I can go on Steam right now, right now, and there's a store page for Halo, the Master Chief Collection, like I think it's a lot bigger okay for us the announcement is like oh yeah okay cool like people play it or or not whatever but for th- for the average joe out there and they're scrolling on Steam because I bet it'll be a top seller at first when it first comes out so like your average joe that goes on Steam and sees Halo the Master Chief collection the top sellers list and they're like wait wait halo like actually like halo halo let me click on that oh and then they could think wait wasn't this broken when it came out on the xbox or they could think oh wow they wow it's all here no shit and then depending upon the price
1: i still think i think it's going to be 60 you think it's
0: going to be 60 bucks i
1: think it's going to be 60 for that many games <sighs> for having two studios coming in from yeah. the outside and what that all that content they have to move over to pc i think it's going to be 60
0: so for the record we talked about it before and it's not on that recording but i'm going to say it anyway i'll keep with my initial statement i think it's going to be 40 i'm going to stick with it i'm probably wrong in this case very much so but i would be happily surprised if they came out with it for 40 bucks because you you will have to buy a new copy okay we're going to get to this ama that happened um really shortly here but it it, you you will need to buy it again on pc okay so now will we talked about this as well if it is 60 right do i want to pay 60 bucks for it no will i yeah that's fuck because they know like they, they know i'm gonna be paying 60 bucks if it's 60 bucks like i'll buy it no matter what but whatever um, you know what? Thinking about it further, because they did state that they're gonna be releasing them separately on PC and you can and you can buy them as they release separately. Maybe they will all add up to be 60 bucks. Maybe it's like ten bucks per. Because what we have Halo One, two, three, four, ODST's campaign, and reach and reach. So it's it's like like kind of five and a half. It's like five and a half, really. You're not getting Firefight in ODST, and ODST didn't have its own separate multiplayer. It just had more maps for three. I'd still love it to be 40, though. I think it makes more sense to be 60, like you said, with the two teams coming in and all that, and everybody all hands on deck with that. But, man, it's already been out for so long, but they are adding new features, it's a toss-up for me. I'm gonna stick with my guns though. I'm gonna stick with my original statement. I'm gonna say 40. Okay. I'm gonna say 40. Um, and then in regards to what high tech Redneck said with the insider flighting, well, guess what? Speaking of the Halo Insider program, the Halo Insider program got announced. This is a Halo Waypoint article, and I quote, Become a Halo Insider. The Halo Insider program is the new way Halo fans and community members can partner with 343 Industries to improve our games, products, and services. As a Halo insider, you'll have the opportunity to regularly provide feedback and insights that help shape and inform current franchise initiatives and the future of Halo. You will also be given exclusive opportunities to participate in public flights of in-progress Halo game releases and provide feedback to development teams. Public Flighting Halo insiders who choose to opt in to console or PC flighting will be considered for early access play sessions with in-development Halo games. Every improvement to Halo the Master Chief Collection over the past year was the direct result of insiders participating in flights and sharing feedback to the development team. Each public flight has specific goals, meaning not all insiders will be selected for every flight. To increase your chances for selection, make sure your Halo insider settings are complete and accurate. And remember, you can always come back to update your settings or opt out of the program. Community Feedback Halo Insiders provide ongoing community feedback for sharing their thoughts and perspectives with the team at 343 3 Industries via periodic surveys. Over the years, these surveys, formerly part of the Halo Community Feedback Program, or HCFP, have provided invaluable insights and that helped inform everything from in-game weapon tuning and playlist updates to future consumer products and merchandise roadmaps. Halo is a game and franchise doesn't exist without its passionate fan base, and we look forward to our community to ensure that your input is at the center of everything we do. Frequently asked questions. Have questions regarding the Halo Insider program, surveys, or procedures? You can read up on the most frequently asked questions here on Halo Waypoint in the Halo Insider Forum. This forum is also a great place to post questions and connect with other members of your Halo Insider community. Over time, we'll pin and share important insider information here in the same forum, so stay tuned. And in the link of the Google Doc, of the show notes, of the show, you can check out the FAQ that is in there. So... Flighting is back. And the other thing that we need to state right now if you were already a member of the MCC flight program before, you will need to re register. The information does not carry over. So, re register if you were registered previously, or if you're not registered at all, go ahead and get yourself registered. I just said registered a lot. Next up. Sketch announced in our gaming AMA in regards to Halo Insider and or MCC for PC and or Reach. Where you can ask them almost anything. And guess what? Since we're recording right now, that AMA has already concluded, Will. Therefore, we can talk about it for a split second here. So I'm just going to read. We'll include the link to everything that was answered. This is, I love this. When I, when I heard this AMA was going to take place, the only thing I could think to myself is, oh no, how are we going to scrub through and find all the answers to all the questions that were given, right? Well, guess what? They already did the work for us. So, in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, check out the results of this AMA. I'm going to hit on some brief points. Okay? Here we go. Release and price. Estimate of reach flight. Team working on first audience based on needs of game, also working on solid first pass of PC UI controls before release. Halo insider player selection process. They want to accept as many people as possible against specific needs for that particular flight. Release order. Halo reaches priority. Halo CE is being worked on in parallel. Games will release, quote, when ready, end quote. Purchase options. Individually as each game releases with an MCC or as a whole at the end. Cannot purchase all games in a bundle before they all have released. Huh. Okay. And for the price, there's more details to follow. They don't want to say it's 60 bucks quite yet. It basically is what that means. PC experience. PC system requirements. Will be determined during the flighting results. Okay. Windows support. Windows 10 and Windows 7. Yes, Windows 8 is being investigated. Okay, if you're on Windows 8, you need to upgrade or get the fuck up. Don't be on that. That's the worst Metro style update of Windows. Get rid of that. Frame rate. Goal is unlocked frames in all titles, but may vary from title to title. Keyboard and mouse controls. Great keyboard and mouse controls is top priority. Will come with some balance changes, whether that means balancing each weapon to compensate for increased accuracy and precision of mouse and keyboard, or if it means adding some kind of balance to allow mouse and keyboard and control users to still have an enjoyable experience together is unclear. FOV slider. Yes, level of FOV will vary from title to title. Centered crosshairs. Currently being investigated. Ultra-wide support. Windowed mode, 21 by 9 16 by 9 16x10, 3x2, and 4x3. Those are aspect ratios, for those who don't know. PC crossplay, yes, across Windows Store and Steam. Okay, that, that was a given though, right? Because you have to log in with an Xbox Live profile in order to access it anyway. So I would, yeah, you'd have to have crossplay on PC. Okay. Anti-cheat, yes, more details to come. CE map support, in other words, custom edition map support. Actively exploring how to bring custom edition content to PC. Very nice. Okay. That can maybe hint at, oh, here we go. Mod support. Working closely with modding community to provide, quote, official mod support, end quote, after launch. Launch priority is making the games feel, quote, right, unquote, and security and anti-cheat. There you go. People were wondering about mod support. That They're working for it. They're going to try to get it in there. I'm surprised. I didn't think they were going to. I honestly got to do I thought Microsoft was going to be like, no, 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 no. Let's keep things kind of pinned down here as best we can. But, uh, good for them. That's awesome. Server browser, dedicated custom servers. Can't commit to this at this time, but a topic of discussion. Okay. Cross-platform progression. Cross progression. Yes. Between MCC and PC version, Halo reach progress on Xbox 360. For example, will not carry over. Stats, achievements, forged maps, and game variants will all carry over. Game saves will not. So, in other words, MCC on your Xbox One to PC, everything should transfer. Everything should be there. Reach, on the other hand, no. Keep that in mind. Xbox PC crossplay, not currently committed to for launch, but actively investigating. Womp womp. Play anywhere, and here's what I'm talking about: You're gonna to have to buy it again. There, uh, MCC on PC will not be a part of the Play Anywhere program, but investigating options for those who have purchased MCC on Xbox One. Huh? Maybe mine will be forty dollars then. Will you know what? I have a disc. <laughs> like Not gonna do me. Many- no, maybe, maybe that could be it. Maybe it's where if you have not purchased this before, right, and you're purchasing it for the very first time, and it's on PC, sixty bucks. If you already have it on the Xbox One, maybe forty. And there's like a there's a digit. Maybe it has to be digital. I don't know. I think
1: it would have to be. Yeah, like certificates and whatnot. I like would have to. You could transfer a disc.
0: Very true. Very true. So. Maybe it's something that they're able to look for. Uh, maybe maybe it's something they can look into attached to your Xbox Live profile. Um, and then if it is, maybe you get a discount. Who knows? Then the real question is, excuse me. Maybe th- then the real question is, do you have to purchase it through the Windows Store in order for all that to tie in? Or am I still going to be able to buy it on Steam?
1: No, I think it'll have to be all through the Windows Store.
0: Yeah, I know. I was just being hopeful. Sure. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, MCC updates This is the last piece Armor customization Mix and match customization And for Reach Not Halo 3 or other titles Unlocked via in-game progression No monetization Very nice Forge quality of life and improvements Forge will be releasing after initial release As it requires much more effort and time Reach multiplayer playlists No specific on playlists yet But will look at community feedback and input To make experience better Firefight Reach will have Firefight. ODST Firefight is not a priority at this time because focus is on ODST Campaign for PC. Local split screen. Team is looking at what can be supported. In-game terminals. More details to follow. So, there we go. Nice little AMA. There's a lot more information. That was just like a top level thing. There's a lot more information in the link that's in the show notes. Check it out. You can read up on all the responses. Will, would you be able to do me a favor? Hmm. We have, uh, looks like, some Installation 01 updates. Would you be able to read that for me, please?
1: All right. So, yeah, we had an Installation 01 update by Tosh. And he is on Twitter. And he stated, for all of you asking, quote, what does Halo MCC coming to PC mean for Installation 01, end quote, this post is for you. I'll be answering questions in the comments here for a bit if you have any. Heart Tosh. Uh, He also posted a picture, so what this means for Installation 01. As all of you are fully aware at this point, Halo MCC is coming to PC. This has led a lot of you to question, where does this leave fan projects like Installation 01 and others? It's a good question I hope to answer for you today. Our goal with Installation 01 was never to be a replacement for any of the old games, nor was it to ever be any of the old games. We always wanted to bring something new to the table. We're quite fond of the phrase a new classic experience. This holds true today, just as it did before. While yes, we are just another multiplayer arena shooter in the Halo universe, we are not really like any other in particular. We have the ability and desire to do things that have never been seen before, experiment with new ideas, and get the community involved in making all of them. As some of you may have already know, our alpha plan is to develop the game alongside you, almost as an early access model but done right. We'll have incremental releases, patches, bouncing changes, all made with your feedback. This is as much your game as it is ours. Once we have the core gameplay loop in place, we are in an incredibly unique situation where we can break free from the confines of what Halo is and look towards what it could be through more fun ideas that have never been explored before. So how does this affect Installation 01? In short, it doesn't so as long as you want to play a new classic experience with never-before-seen game modes, weapons, and more and more. We have our place in that lineup, just as we did before this announcement. We'll keep going as long as you all you are all here to support us. Thank you, truly, for all the amazing support you've shown us thus far, and we hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Installation 01. Very nice. Thoughts on that?
0: Um, No, I think it's, it's good to hear that Their focus is on doing what they want to do, right? They're not letting this MCC on PC announcement get in the way of their vision and what they want to do. And there's plenty of space to share, you know? Um, We always say that more Halo is good Halo. And with not only Installation 01, but like the the Sins of the Prophets mod, um, there's... Uh, oh my God! There's the two other fan projects. Potacular did an interview with one of the groups. Um, there's, there's just, there's so much cool, custom Halo stuff that's coming out. But yeah, I, I'm glad that, I'm just glad that this isn't hindering their creative vision for what they want to do. Good shit. Will, believe it or not, man, that's it for the news. Without further ado. Would you
1: talk about some tournaments, please? All right. First up, we had the Balance Patch Halo 3 MCC tournament results. First place went to Team Trash, which included Kevin Clutch and Gunstrafe. Second was Team Rat, which was Haunter and Rubino. Third was Addy Esports, Yak, and JR2. Fourth was South Shore Scrubs, Barry and Rooney. Fifth and sixth was Sharknado, which included Yildarb and Insom. And then Team Bruh, which was Damage and Deadli. And then 7th was Mill Pond Maulers, which included Dome Cutter and Belushi. Bracket will be included within the Google Doc of the show. Next up, we had the UGC Double Down Week 4 results. First place went to PNN, Private 99, and King Nick taking home a hundred bucks. Second place was Swellfellas, which included Naps and Notorious. Third and fourth, we had... a Threest, which was... Forster Foster Child and Big Ol' Bacon. And then XBC Champs, which was H1 Doughboy and pac Fifth through eighth, we had Flurkins, which included Mazermice and Enigma. Team Zach Paul, which was LD50 and Palshi. Campaign Warriors, which was Poseidon's BR and BX Soldier. And then Team Broadside, which was Encourage and True Elite.
0: And then Will... We actually have the UGC Double Down Week Number Five results. As a matter of fact, first place went to XBC Champs, consisting of H1 Doughboy and Pacmain, taking home hundred dollars. Second place went to Swell Fellas, consisting of Naps and Notorious. Third, fourth went to a consisting of Foster Child and Murph Mantacular, and then Zach and Paul, consisting of LD50 and Paulshi, and fifth. Was 313 Halo consisting of Harney and Wookie Trap. Brack will be included in the show notes.
1: Alright. Uh next up we have this HWCL Tourney number no. five, hosted by HWTC. First place went to Almirante 99. Second, EOD Spartan Seb. Third and fourth, Kaboom and Mighty Hoax. Fifth through eighth, we had Flame Pyman, Quickest, Shreko, and Aeg. Agent- agent tectonic but we will we do have a vod for that one so go check it out if you're uh, interested in some halo wars next the halo draft league spring ffa number one results first place with 70 kills went to fluriously second was jolly josh 63 kills third was bards 59 kills fourth spa 59 kills fifth L El halo elite 49 kills and six bunnies 48 kills next we have the halo draft league spring FFA number two results back to back first place went to one hit with 65 kills second Woo pockets 64 kills third furiously 64 kills fourth crewman 60 kills fifth gold star 52 kills and six jolly josh with 35 a lot, want, of, a lot of close kills at the top.
0: Yes. A lot of close kills indeed. And you want to know something funny? What's that? Um, One of those names is very familiar because one of those individuals was actually with us on a community play date from way back in the day. It's WooPockets.
1: WooPockets, yes. Yep. Way back. Very nice.
0: Yes. That was back when we did Halo 5 as the main game. So, Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: We do have some AGLA match results for you. America Griffball League of America. I was getting there. I didn't know if you were. I'm sorry. I just up the goddamn gun. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. We had Lumberj White Knights go up against Shadow Realm. Game score was 5-2. Shadow Realm took that home. And then again, we had Lumberj White Knights go up against Shadow Realm. Game score 5-4 going to Shadow Realm. VODs will be included if you're interested in some Griffball action as well. And that's all we have for tournaments this week. Josh. Yes. Mr. J.K. Fire.
0: Yes. Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Do you know what it's time for? No idea. It is <laughs> the days are blurring. The segments are blurring together. We don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore, but we actually have the HGS Invitational Post Show. So how I have this, let's kind of break it down here. This is how I have things set up for this segment. We're going to go through each piece of the tournament. Like, as the, like not really as they happen, but yeah. Just each piece of the tournament separated, okay? So, first and foremost, Will, we had the FFA. Yes. Okay? It was not streamed.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yes. And this was... Now, I love, I love what Tashi was doing, okay? Tashi was out there on Twitter all the time saying... After every major segment that happened within the tournament, hey, what did you guys think about this? Hey, what did you guys think about this? Right, great, loved him being out there in front of it all, looking for the feedback. It was fantastic. Um, my one major criticism, I guess, I could say about this event is that stream the FFA, stream the finals, just the finals is fine. Sure, because we we talked about it before that uh in London, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Ryan Ryanob, Ryan Oob, Yeah, that was amazing to it watch. Was.
0: You get to see you get to see his uh his methodical approach to either taking on challenges um like you would see you would see players go past him and he wouldn't engage because there would be more than one of them they neither of them would be low shields he'd be putting himself in a disadvantageous situation we don't get to see that stuff if it's not being streamed so my one criticism stream the FFA finals next time try to find a little bit of time in there Other than that, congratulations to Rhino for winning the $5,000 free-for-all.
1: Nice hefty prize for FFA.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Will, next up. I'm going to let you read through the results, but I'm going to set it up. Okay. We had the Halo 3 2v2 throwdown.
1: I knew you were going there. Oh yeah, I had to I had to get it going. So here we go for the throwdown. Rosters are as follows. In the coming from the northeast, we had Snakebite and World Famous. Southeast, Pistola and Missy. Central was Flamesword and Gideon. Uh Gaiden. Gaiden. I'm sorry. And West was Straight Sick and Drizzy.
0: Do you want to explain how this was set up?
1: So from the Microsoft Store, two v twos. Yes. A player was invited from each region. Yes. To compete and play alongside a pro.
0: From that region.
1: From that region. Yes. So that's how you got your teams. There you go. So here we go. We'll set up the series. Semifinals, because there's only four teams. Single elimination.
0: Yep, <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> game one, Slayer on the pit. We started off with Northeast versus Central. First game. Went to Northeast, 25-13. to 13. Hefty win. All these games will be Slayer, by the way, so I'm yes. just going to read through them. Next was a Slayer on Construct, 25-10. to 10, Going to Northeast. Northeast takes the series 2-0. Northeast moves on to the finals.
0: Very convincing fashion, too.
1: Yes. Very much so. Next, we had West versus Southeast. Game one was Slayer on the pit. I'm, I'm just going to continue to say Slayer because it's rolling off the tongue here. 25-12, to 12, going to Southeast. Game two, Slayer on Construct. Much closer game. but still going to Southeast. Southeast moves on, 2-0. In the finals, we have Northeast versus Southeast. Game one, Slayer on Narrows, 25-17, going to Southeast. Game two, Slayer on Guardian, 25-24. Southeast takes it home, very close game. Game three, Slayer on Heretic, 25-22, going to Northeast. In game four, Slayer on Construct, 25-20, Southeast takes a 3-1 series win over Northeast. And Pistola and Missy take it home. Beautiful. They also got three grand for that. Hot damn. For a four-player tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Four-team tournament.
0: Yeah, four-team tournament, yeah.
1: Three grand. Yep, three grand for four teams. Three freaking grand. Yep. Uh, Second place took home 1,500, and third and fourth each got 250. Very nice. Very nice.
0: And uh, just want to give a quick shout out to the four Microsoft Store players that came out. Like, they played really well. Yeah. Like, really, really well. And as we're about to talk about in the um, next segment here, they actually got to play a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit. next up is the Big Team Battle Bonanza.
1: (laughs) All right. So for this... We pitted Walshi versus Golden Boy.
0: Yes. Two of the best shit talkers. So Towards team, one another.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Team Walshie included Walshie, obviously. Snipe Down, Uber Nick, Action Man, Missy, Unishek, Shyway, and Dursky. Team Golden Boy was Golden Boy. Clutch, Snakebite, Lunchbox, Stress, Roy, World Famous, and Proximity.
0: So for those who might not recognize all the names that are in those rosters, um, they they include pro players, uh, the Microsoft Store players, 343 employees, HGS grassroots members, casters, so on and so forth. So just like a like a hodgepodge of anybody in the Halo community, which is great. Just great. Right.
1: So here we go. Oh, and to set up the series. Yes. They didn't have a layout. They had a wheel. No, that was for the next one. Oh, that one. was the next one? Yeah. I thought they had a wheel for this one, too. Nope. My bad. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm moving it, stuff it, it, in my jumping the gun. I, I jumped, jumped the gun with the, the
0: AGLA stuff.
1: <laughs> Map one, multi-flighting on Valhalla. Winner was Team Walshy. The shit started, talking started. Oh, it was great. Walshy was feeling himself. Laying on the fat jokes to Golden Boy.
0: Well, that was like... We are talking... That's when they brought the cake out. They brought the cake out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They brought a fucking kick out. <laughs> Golden Boy was excited to say the least yes, about that. a little game. bit. A
1: yeah. little bit. Map two, neutral assault on Avalanche. Winner was Team Golden Boy. Ooh. Golden Boy getting out of his chair. He was. Screaming at Walshi across the desk. We moved on to map three, which is multi flag on Sandtrap. Golden Boy taking it home again. Can I get a two toot? Yes. If you. Uh, <laughs> During one of our community playdates, we played out. Uh, we played Zantrap.
0: Yeah, it's a throwback to our "toot toot goes the elephant" episode.
1: And Josh sat in the elephant the whole time <laughs> screamed, while playing and screamed "toot toot, <laughs> toot" as he was driving around the map <laughs>
0: with the horn being on. Hey, Golden Boy said he's like the best elephant driver in the game. Yeah, so I you got to give props or props are due.
1: Map four was one flag on last resort. Golden Boy. His team took it home, three one. They win the ba- ba- blah, blah blah blah. Big team battle, Bonanza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: a bunch of bees. And he, then he got to eat his cake. He got he, he he got his cake and he got to eat it too. Damn straight, he did. Here we go.
0: Congratulations, golden boy. I'm sorry, I was rooting for Team Walshy in that regard. You were. Um, I was. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It was really funny. It was it was. I, we'll talk about all of this later, but like all of this new stuff that they did, all this new fun stuff was just amazing. Just I
1: have to amazing. say, Golden Boy had more pros on his team. He did. I think he, he did. Had a, he had an advantage.
0: Yep. He clearly did. Just saying. Yep. But oh. the games were still pretty close, though. Yeah. Like realistically speaking, they were still pretty damn close. So they did a good job of balancing those teams a little bit. A little bit.
1: A little bit. A little bit. All right. Moving on to the rival showdown. This is where they had the spinny wheel.
0: They did. So, but it landed on, I think, strongholds on the rig for Halo 5 like two or three times in a row. And we just kept so passing it. It.
1: Yeah. Um, Rosters, we talked about it last episode, but we'll go through them again. Team Snipedown included. Snipedown, Eco, Pistola, and Snakebite. Team Lethal, Lethal, APG, Ace, and Roy.
0: And we're both thinking that Snipedown's going to win this.
1: Yes. Game one was a Halo 2. Map was locked out. It was a Slayer 1v1. So how did this wheel work like how did this wheel work when you spin it so they had different halo titles on it and then the, the game mode it would be as well perfect so it wasn't
0: it could be nearly anything
1: as, right. as long as it
0: was on that wheel it could be nearly anything
1: yep so like i said halo 2 was the game lockout was the map slayer 1v1 Snipe down took it home
0: pretty handily as well
1: yeah it was yep ugh. He did the he, dirty. He, he 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 was he was feeling himself that game. He was he was game two. So he spun it again. Halo five, Empire, Super Fiesta. Oh Jesus! Four v four, by the way. So was this? This was the one where uh, Snipedown got the Snipedown, Halo one pistol. Down, yeah, yeah. He, the game was over at he, that once point. Once he got the pistol, there was nothing nobody could do. And I think
0: Justin was uh, Justin Lafleche. Uh, goalie Sniper, I think he stated that at, at one point snipedown had to have been like negative 10 to 12 because once he got that pistol, he got like a running riot, I think. Like that's holy shit. That pistol's ridiculous. How did you
1: not run out of ammo?
0: Comes with a lot. Sure. And it only takes uh takes three shots. So.
1: Yeah. Game 3 was Halo 5, the rig, Strongholds 4v4. Winner was Team Snipedown. So
0: realistically, the series would be done at this point. Yep, it was a best of
1: five. Yes, um, but the players said they were having fun and they wanted to continue playing, so they kept playing.
0: Yes, and we we learned that from Tashi as well because he asked for feedback on the Rivals Showdown as well with mm-hmm. that tweet, and uh, and I like personally replied from the uh, podcast Twitter account saying I think like you should just stop it when the series is over, and then he replied with no, uh, the players wanted to keep playing. Like okay.
1: Cool. And they thought it was good content, which it was. Yeah. It was, it was fun can't, to watch. Can't argue with that. Uh, so yeah, game four was Halo 3, the pit team snipers. 4v4, Down takes that home as well.
0: Well, wow, you put a sniper in Down's hands. Guess what happens? What do
1: you know? Yeah. Game five, we went back to Halo 2, Beaver Creek, capture the flag 4v4, and Down took that home too. So, <laughs> sorry, Lethal. You gotta, your team, your team didn't hold up here.
0: I mean, we've looked at that roster as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you were originally,
1: I was gonna say I said lethal was gonna take it, but until then we, we saw, saw the, the, the full rosters. Yeah,
0: because we we thought that they were gonna be picked, uh, at random, or or maybe like a draft style. Yeah, right. But no, that's they did get to pick their teams though. So that's that. All right, Josh. Yes,
1: I'll run through the rosters, and okay. then we'll uh, I'll have you jump into the series. All right, do it up. So. Four v four invitational rosters. Yes, we had number one seed Tox Gaming, Snakebite, Lethal, Royal Two, APG. Number two seed Denial, Straight Sick, Aries, Shelly, and Commonly. Number three seed was Reciprocity, Snipe Down, Roy, Pistola, Lunchbox.
0: I don't. I don't know if those seeds are correct. I know one and two are, but I don't one know if there's. Oh, awesome.
1: you okay?
0: I just put. I just put them down.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Sorry. I thought they were in order, man.
0: I know, you know, you think that I do more work than I actually do, so...
1: <laughs> it's all good. Reciprocity, <laughs> snipe down. Roy, Pistola, Lunchbox, Lux, Gaming, Gilkey, Boobadooboo, Cloud, Demon D, Status Quo was Flamesword, Ace, Assault, Neighbor, and GMS included Gabriel, Fantasy, Eco, and Goofy.
0: Alright, beautiful work. Let's paint the picture here, okay, Will? So... A couple episodes ago of this podcast, I, uh, I sat in the chair that I'm sitting in now, and I thought about uh, a team called Status Quo, and I, I told myself, and I told you guys, and I told you, Will, told the listeners of the show, mark my words, Status Quo will be placing last in this tournament, especially based off their placing in the final tournament of the UGC's Winter Series. But, lo and behold, we have more information, and I will have an apology to state later on as we get to it. But, I just want to say this, before we get into the results, and the series and all that. Maddie Rums, thank you very much for bringing this clarification to the table. Um, status Quo actually had to drop out at the last minute, during the, like that last UGC's Winter Series tournament. Therefore... They didn't technically place 16th in that tournament because they didn't even play. So I cannot fault them for that. I did not know that at the time. I just saw the results and I'm like, well, what the fuck happened there? So, status quo, I apologize for that. Let's see how you place in this tournament. Let's get into it. First up, we had the winner's quarterfinal. Keep in mind... Excuse me. Keep in mind that Tox and Denial have first-round buys due to their placing at the UGC's Halo Classic. Okay, so they didn't have to play in the first round. But the teams that did, we had Lux Gaming going up against Status Quo. Game one was capture the flag of the pit, three to one, going to Status Quo. Game two, Slayer on Construct, fifty to forty-four, going to Lux. Pay attention to the Slayer scores here in every Slayer game we talk about, and just. Pay attention to them. We'll get to that later. Game three was Oddball on Guardian. 2-19 to two seventeen, going to Lux. Two very close games. And finally, game four was CTF on Heretic. 5-1. Lux closing it out in dominant fashion that final game. Series score 3-1. Lux moves on in the tournament. Status quo does as well. They get dropped down to loser's bracket. So far, Will, so far... My bracket is okay. The next one, again, winners quarterfinal. Reciprocity went up against GMS. Now, for those who don't recall, I also said that Reciprocity would be getting fifth place in this tournament because we don't know if we're going to get good or bad rec. Okay, we talk about how the the term is inconsistency, right? So I put them at fifth. Let's see how my let's see how my bracket pans out, shall we? Game 1, capture the flag on the pit. 3 to 1 going to GMS. GMS coming out the gate, swinging on this one. Game 2, Slayer on Construct. 50 to 48 going to GMS. Unfortunately, Reciprocity are not able to clutch that game out, but we'll see if there's luck on the horizon for them. Game 3, oddball on Guardian. Reciprocity shake that loss off. Take it 190 to 128. We have a series. Game four, capture the flag on Heretic. Not to be outdone. Five to three going to reciprocity. We have a game five. Lo and behold, it's Slayer on Narrows. And yet another close Slayer game it is. This time it's 50 41 going to reciprocity. Ladies and gentlemen, my bracket's fucked again. So, reciprocity take the series 3 2. Reciprocity moves up in the winner bracket. GMS gets dropped down to losers. Next up, we have our winner semifinal. Tox going up against Lux Gaming. Game one, capture the flag on Heretic, five two going to Tox. Game two, Slayer on the pit, forty seven to forty five, another close game going to Tox though. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct, two fifty to one seventy two. This Goes to Tox as well. Tox take the series three over Lux. Lux gets dropped to losers. Tox moves on. Next up, Denial going up against Reciprocity. Game one, Capture the Flag on Heretic. Five to two, going to Reciprocity. Game two, Slayer on the Pit. 50 to 41. All these close Slayer games, going to Reciprocity again. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct. 250 to 170. Reciprocity with a clean. sweep over Denial. Denial gets dropped to losers. Reciprocity continues on. And again, my bracket is screwed. Next up, we have the losers quarterfinal. Denial going up against status quo. Loser goes home. Winner continues on in the losers bracket. Game 1, CTF on Onslaught. 4-3 status quo. Game 2, Slayer on Heretic. 50-45 status quo. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct, 250-152, to Denial. Showing a little bit of sign of life here. But you know what? Status Quo said, nah, no more. Capture the flag on Narrows, game four, one to nothing. Only got one cap. Status Quo takes it. They take the series three to one. They don't get sixth place. Denial actually does. See you later. They're moving on. Next up. Lux Gaming went up against GMS. Game one, capture the flag on Onslaught, four to three going to GMS. Very close game. Very, very close. But not to be outdone on that. Game two was Slayer on Heretic, 50 to 49. Oh my God. GMS clutch out the win on this. They're one game away from sending Lux Gaming home. And Game 3 was King of the Hill on Construct, 204-196, to going to GMS. I feel so bad for Lux after this series. So close. All three games were so close. Very close. And you know what? It's the same thing that we talked about with Reciprocity for the longest time, is that they couldn't clutch out games. Like especially when they were up against Tox, right back back during Halo Five, there was always an instance where there was just a few kills or maybe a play or two that differentiated something, and they just couldn't clutch it out, right? We just saw that with Lux, that king that uh yeah that king of the hill game on Construct, right? Less than ten seconds they need, time is running down on the clock, GMS get a fin like oh my god. I- I couldn't believe it. So, what was it? GMS had three players' top gold lift. And I think it was Dubu that goes up the lift and gets killed. And it was at that point that another Lux Gaming member come, came up the gold lift. So, they're on staggered spawns now. Now, at, from what somebody told me, and it makes total sense, is that maybe Dubu was calling it out as the other person was going up the lift. So there was nothing that person could have done in that regard to, like, get out of there. But you now have two dead. GMS have top control via Top Yellow. Hill's about to spawn uh, Open Street. And GMS all work their way over there. Time is dwindling down on the clock. Again, Lux need 10 seconds to win. And then you see the staggered spawns for Lux. Lux come from Purple and they aren't able to get in the hill in the time and the clock runs out. It was heartbreaking. Just absolutely heartbreaking. And the Slayer game was no different, and the Capture the Flag game was no different as well. So, Lux, I feel for you. Um, I know you guys are going to be just fine in other tournaments. Just keep that practice up, and hopefully this will make you want to practice even more. Clutch those games out. And GMS, not not to be outdone, like you guys did great as well, clutching out those games when you needed to, moving on within the tournament, fantastic work. All right, so there you go. Lux Gaming gets sent home. Now it's time for the loser's semifinal. Status quo going up against GMS. Game one, capture the flag on Narrows. Three to one, GMS. Game two, Slayer on Amplified. 50 to 41, GMS. And game three was Oddball on Guardian, 175 to 156, going to GMS. GMS 3-0 sweep status quo. Status quo gets a top four finish. GMS moves on in the tournament. And uh, like I said, I apologize. Clearly status quo practice more than I thought they did. And uh, denial must not have. Or something fucking happened there. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Will, winner's finals, talks reciprocity. Game one, capture the flag on arrows, two to one, reciprocity. Close game. Game two, slayer on the pit, 50 to 48, reciprocity. Do you want to talk about how this one went down, Will? Oh, yeah, this was a doozy.
1: Yeah, so Tox had the lead for most of the game here. I believe they started up. They started the game up 9 to 1. And then I believe they increased that lead by a few more kills. Yes, like 12 to
0: 13, I think they were ahead.
1: So. It comes down to the end. Tox is up, I think, like 48 to 46 at one point. Reciprocity gets a couple kills to tie it up. And it becomes a standoff. Yes. However. Reciprocity has two snipers. And OS. And OS. At this time. Yes. Um, While they were looking for someone with OS, they weren't able to locate anyone without sticking their neck out too far. So Tox kind of bunkered down. Yep. And and that allowed the OS player to actually go grab rockets.
0: Yes. Now, at this time, OS was out. So his OS had run out, but... so, So Tox took it as a... At least we don't have to deal with that anymore. Mm -hmm. But yes, they got Rockets single-handedly, no problem.
1: Yep. After they picked up Rockets, they got a kill from somewhere. Um, It wasn't shown on stream. I don't know who got it or where it came from. But reciprocity goes up 49 to 48. Everyone's like, oh my god. You know, it's getting tense. Everyone like Tox is seems to be tightening down even more. People aren't really moving. Yep. They're just barely peeking to see.
0: They're in their they're in their flag and their snipe tower is where they are, based off yep. what the next play was. Yep.
1: So once Rockets rotates back towards training. Towards training and around um where OS bonds. Pistola and Roy. I'm pretty sure it was Roy that had the uh the um, Rockets. Both push up towards... Snipe Tower. Snipe Tower. Um, great play. You have Rockets and another player. You can at least get a one-for-one trade and win the game. Yep. If if you do run into someone. Um, so what they end up doing is they just rotate towards Snipe Tower and Lethal is there. And he must have got the call out that they were pushing because all of a sudden he jumps out of Snipe Tower back towards Flag. Yep. And I believe it was Lunch um who just hit a perfect headshot on him. Yep. And clutched out the game.
0: It was it was a great like bait and switch is what you could technically call that.
1: Yeah, you 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 got two players to make the team move into a position where you were able to spot them and had a he had a pretty clear shot. Yes. Um granted it wasn't a, a scope and he had to move that reticle quick to get that shot and it was perfectly placed. Yes. Um but yeah, great job by Reciprocity to Clutch out the game.
0: Yes. They and- they finally did it. They did what we've been waiting for them to do for a very long time. And that is make the clutch decisions, be in advantageous situations, win the game. And they did just that. Now, what we have tend to see, though, is that talks, when they lose, they don't like to lose again. Okay? So let's get in through the rest of the series here. Game three was Oddball on Guardian. 176 to 134 going to Tox. Maybe we're about to see a little bit of a change. And the other thing is, the thing to talk about with this Oddball game, um, this was the game where Reciprocity just weren't able to get a setup going at all. During the entire situation, it was just Tox were always being a nuisance to them. Reciprocity, they would grab They would grab the ball for like some chump change, but they would never get a full setup going. They would have to consistently rotate. One thing
1: I noticed is, oftentimes when they were grabbing the ball, they were trading a death for it. Like someone would die while someone else picked up the ball and then had to rotate. And they just never seemed yeah they they never seemed to get back and have like have that strong setup
0: exactly. And it cost them because Tox wins the game one seventy six to one thirty four, game four. Capture the flag on Heretic. What a bonkers game this was. Five to four going to Tox. We have another game five. But before we talk about game five, we need to talk about that Roy play. So, for those who don't know, you can check out the VODs. You need to see this because I couldn't, I've never seen something like this. Well, I haven't seen something like this in years. So, Again, it's on Heretic. Three out of the four members on Wreck and Tox are dead. Okay? Roy's the only member left on Reciprocity. He's able to sneak into the bottom of Tox's base. Again, only person alive on the team. He's able to sneak underneath the base of Tox, take the lift up, I think. I think he took lift up. Grabs Flag, scores it all by himself. No, yes, he had help Like once his teammates spawned back up, but the fact of the matter is he was the only one alive. You would think in normal, normal competitive play, right? Normal pro, pro play, that one player wouldn't be doing that. That one player would be taking a step back, watching for the other people on the enemy team and telling his teammates where they are, right? Trying to play a little bit more of a defensive role because when you have three dead, you take that as an advantageous situation, you start making a push. Now, Maybe it's because Reciprocity realized that Tox also had three dead, that they're like, they're not going to be able to spawn up in time. Let's take advantage of the
1: situation that we have and go for it. Well, what you run into there on a CTF game is if they have three dead and you push into their base, they spawn on the 50-yard line. And now you have to fight back while your team is still spawning in your base. Right. Very true. Very odd decision to I move forward.
0: It. Yep, I, and he still got it. Yeah, like that was the thing. If he wouldn't have got it, then the casters would have been like, "That was a bad move. Why? Why would he do something
1: like that?" And, but it worked. And the the weird thing if if you're tox and you spawn in those locations, you have to know there's someone blocking spawns on the other side. Right. Then they didn't d- they didn't go back for it. Exactly. Reciprocity was able to get the slays, and they it got was at home. It was unbelievable. Like it was. I don't know if it was
0: dumb luck. I don't know if it was just the best play that yeah. Roy just thought of. And he's like, I'm fucking
1: doing it. It's... I looking think back at this, crazy. You want to... What... You know, back in Halo 5, Splice was able to take down Tox. They were kind of the top dogs for yeah. a little bit there. yeah. Um, and it was because of their aggressive play style that shocked Tox. Yes. Maybe the Tox just wasn't expecting this aggressive of a play style... In a slower moving game. Could have been. And reciprocity just brought that brought that to it. But
0: I'm just what I'm even more surprised of it was Roy that did it. Yeah. Like Roy is known as a slayer in that game. He has one of the best Halo 3 BRs in the world. Okay? Like, hands down. Lunchbox is known as a more objective player, as a more support player. Okay. When I
1: saw Roy doing that Maybe what if Lunch was like, hey man, just go just go take the flag. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was I couldn't I mean, they still what? They still lost that game. Yeah, they did. They still lost that game. But like, but flag cap
1: was nuts. Yeah. Well, reciprocity got two back to back. Yes. I think Tox went up 2-0, well, right? I thought Rec was on the board once at uh, first. Oh, maybe they did. But, but it was there back was a lot and of and counter caps. It was, it was very back yes, and forth with the there were counter, a lot caps. Of counter caps. Yeah. So I think, yeah, crazy game.
0: But just uh, this whole tournament's been unbelievable so far. But that Roy play was like, oh my god, okay, okay, we're doing some fancy shit. I'm done. (laughs) Um, Roy's wearing his fancy pants along with his bandana. So that was game four. We do have actually a game five to talk about here. Game five was Slayer on Construct 50 to 44. Remember how I said that every damn Slayer game that we're talking about has been really close? This one's no exception. But in a turn of events, reciprocity take it, and they take the series 3-2, they send talks to losers, talks are officially in the grand finals and have placed top two. Guaranteed. That's way better than my prediction. And mine. And you know what? I'll say this though. Is that when when we made those predictions, right? When we made those bracket predictions, um, or the placing predictions, I mean, my thought process was my heart wants Wreck to win right it my heart always does but I finally put my mind ahead of it and it was just you know what we don't know what we're gonna get we've it's been such a weird really weird lead up to this tournament We had the UGC kerfuffles that happened and like teams didn't want to compete teams dropped out early of those of those tournaments to get people practiced there were scrims that were happening but it was just a lot of inconsistency okay? So, based off that information that I had at the time, I was thinking to myself, well, you know what? Yes, Reciprocity have phenomenal players on their team, but based off how I've seen them play before, we could have maybe a classic Reciprocity on our hands. I'm going to put them at fifth. And they clearly proved me wrong. Status quo, same thing. They clearly proved me wrong. Denial clearly proved me wrong in a different sense, which we'll talk about. But... There you go, reciprocity clutching the series when they needed to, being the first team in the grand final. Okay, but that series not to be outdone. We have the losers finals with Tox going up against GMS. To put things into perspective here, if Tox lose, this would be the first time in years that Tox is not in a grand final of a tournament. Okay? Okay. Keep in mind here, GMS has been rolling through teams, okay? They're hot. They're ready to go. They've been waiting to snatch their prey. So let's get into it. Game one, CTF on Heretic, five to four going to Tox. Wow. Game two, Slayer on Narrows, 50 to 48 going to GMS. Unbelievably close game. Game three, king of the hill on construct, two thirteen to one fifty nine, going to Tox. GMS really just couldn't get uh, a lot of things going this match. Tox were able to just take it. Game four, CTF on the pit, two nothing, going to GMS. And will we wanted to hit on this one just a sec as well? Not only did Tox not get to score in this game. It went to time, it went to end of regulation time because it was 2-0, not 3-0, and we saw Royal 2 do a play that is so unlike him that maybe they were flustered during this game. Maybe something happened to where Tox was just not all there. They were a little on edge. Because realistically, Royal 2 went for a flag return, he just ran straight in. He didn't try to be sneaky. He didn't try to get anything going. He just ran
1: straight in. Do you think it could have been a bad call? Uh, yeah, very well could have. Because
0: we didn't have a listening at the time, so yeah,
1: he may have gotten a. Because that's the only like. He why would a, you do that? He's such a methodical player. Yes, that it's like it makes no other sense, rather than someone gave him a bad call and he just dove in to get the flag.
0: Yes, like why? Because if you go back and you rewatch that, like it's it's a last second play. It really is because Mm -hmm. he died and then a GMS player goes in and caps it. Okay. So it was the last second play to to try to save the drive. Right. He wanted Mm -hmm. to go and touch the enemy flag. Right. But it was, it was so unconventional because he went, he just went straight forward. He didn't try to do anything like methodical for lack of a better word. He didn't try to do anything methodical. He just ran straight for it and he got shot. And he died immediately, and it was like it was a pure desperation play, the likes of which we don't see from Tox. We just don't. So the fact that that happened, I'm like, huh. Two o, you didn't score anything, went to end of regulation, and you made that play. Okay, let's see what Game Five has to say. Game Five. Slayer on amplified, fifty to forty-nine. Going to Tox. Tox won the series three-two. Send GMS home. Tox move on to the grand final against Reciprocity. But Will, do you want to know how this play went down? <laughs> Tell me about it. So lethal. This was un unbelievable. Lethal's being challenged by two players, okay? Lethal is not full shield at this point in time. The game, I believe, is like 48-48, okay? It's close. Lethal's being charged by two guys, both on kind of opposite sides of him. One is coming straight at him. Lethal, in his own words, shit on him. Just straight shit on this kid, okay? It was... It set everything up. If he did not have that happen, this play would not have gone the way it did. Lethal, again, not full shields, gets the first kill. Okay. Then I believe he put shots in the second guy before dying. It's now 49 49. Okay. APG spawns up back of their base. Okay like he just spawns up lethal makes the call out saying there's they're on me. They're on me. I believe is what was happening. APG throws a nade from his spawn, gets the one that was weak, gets the kill for the 50 to 49. And right after that, right after that, a player from GMS killed APG. So it literally came down to that split second decision, that split second clutch play that happened that won them that game, that won them that series, that sent them to the Grand Finals. That could have gone 100% differently. And for the first time ever, we like in the first time in a long time, we could have had GMS in, in the Grand Final and talks not in the Grand Final. It would have been insane. I mean, the whole series was fucking insane. But that play, and there's a very specific reason why I'm saying APG right now, because, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, Grand Finals time. Tox going up against Reciprocity. If Tox want to win this, they need to win two best of seven series. Reciprocity only need to win one because they won the winner's final. Game one. Capture the flag on Heretic. Five to three going to Reciprocity. Game two. Slayer on Amplified. 50 to 47 going to Tox. Game three. King of the Hill on Construct. 250 to 174. Going to reciprocity. Game four, capture the flag on the pit. Two nothing. Go into reciprocity. Reciprocity need to win one more game to win the tournament. One more. Game five. Slayer on Narrows. Fifty to forty seven. Reciprocity. And reciprocity are your HCS Invitational 4v4 champions, where I thought they would get 5th place, they actually got 1st. And the funny thing about that last game, that Narrows game, is that... So, Tox were all... This was hilarious. Tox was all in their base. Okay? Reciprocity had the advantage. They had a kill advantage. They weren't... It wasn't, like, dramatically close where if you push, you lose. Right? They, they were basically in a push-we-can't-lose scenario. As long as we get them, we get them. Tox are all in the back of their base. Reciprocity are like, hey, let's go get them. They start trucking their way over there. Tox then realize, oh, hey, they're coming for us. What happens if we just take the man cannon over to the other side? So not one... Not two, not three, but all four members of Tox took the man cannon to the other side of the map. Unbelievable. Reciprocity realized what happened. They turned around, they went back, they got the kills, they finished the game. The funny thing is is that there was a tweet that was put up by one of the members of Tox after the series had concluded, after the tournament had concluded, and he goes, um, and I don't know if this is a joke or not, but he said that uh, they thought about just keep going back and forth across the man cannons to see if they could get something going. But the fact of the matter is all four of the fucking players went across man cannon. It, they ended up losing anyway, but it was really funny to hear that after the fact. Um, but
1: yeah, what if just Uh what if only Uh two went and they're like, Oh, they're all going again. And they turn around and then the two flank and the two come around the other side and they pinch them and they could have, they could have turned that around. They could have
0: anything could happen.
1: They could have, they could have, i should be a coach <laughs> oh my <laughs> god
0: oh my god see you later royal one we got will aka i mr mayhem coming in to coach you um so that that's it for your 44 invitational first place went to reciprocity taking home forty thousand dollars second went to Tox, taking home twenty grand third went to gms taking home thousand. Fourth went to status quo taking home thousand. Fifth and sixth went to lux and denial taking home seventy five hundred a piece brackets vods All that fun stuff will be included in the Google Docs of the show, the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, Will. Yes. How about some community thoughts? Shall we get into it? Yeah, what do you got? First and foremost, King Abyss states, loved all what I saw, and I'm happy to see all the hype the event had around it snipe states southwest southwest was a great event in general it uh, wasn't just about the tournament which finally gave wreck the win over talks the btv matches were a blast community content creators holding their own against some of halo's biggest legends and golden boy the rivals matchup was fun too but next time they definitely need more diversity in the selection max plot states i was super pleased about this tournament talent showed up and almost everything was done well aside from the video issues to start sunday streaming was amazing almost all the games were fun to watch especially on sunday they did great coverage of the teams with great interviews. The commentators were engaging and did a pretty good job explaining the plays. All in all, one of the best Halo tournaments I've played. I mean, I've watched. My bad. Obviously, a lot of time and effort went into this event, and it showed. And tech Redneck States? Uh, finally caught up on all the matches. It was a long week and weekend, and wasn't home much. First of all, let's freaking go, wreck? I thought it was an awesome event. Loved the variety with Microsoft Store Doubles Tournament, BTB, and down vs. Lethal show match. The gameplay was incredible, and it was nice seeing guys like the GMS squad holding their own right there with the top dogs like Toxin Wreck. I really liked how the Down vs. Lethal show match was formatted with the random wheel spins to determine game modes. Production was great, and the therapy session with Bravo, Down, and Lethal was hilarious. I thought the, coast, uh, the, co- uh, the casters and Lottie did a great job on the desk, as well as the Observer. Lastly, I'm going to need Super Fiesta to be added to the competitive rotation immediately. And then... Because I I don't want to forget, and I forgot to put it in the show notes, but don't worry, I will by the time this actually airs. I need to include Mr. Justin LaFleche. His thoughts as well. What a great event. Not bad issues with the stream. A few little lags. But those are unavoidable in my eyes. No huge downtime between games. Great in-between content to keep me watching the stream. Some fantastic series. That Game 5 Talks his GMS was absolute insanity. Then hearing Lethal's explanation, no nice way to put it, I shit on him, made me die. The BTB was an absolute blast to watch, so glad Golden Boy won. Then he proceeded to get shit on by all the casters all weekend long. The Lethal vs. Snipedown was also dope to watch. Wish we could have seen some Halo 1 or Halo 4 in there. Should have done one from each game, but whatever. The casting is always fantastic, and we actually got some close series. And of course, the best moment of the weekend, finally seeing Wreck take that number one spot. And all I want in life is someone to look at me the way Pistola looks at Snipedown. Hope I get that in before you guys recorded. And don't worry, for the second time, you did. You did indeed. So yeah. That's uh
1: that's the community thoughts. Will, what were your overall thoughts about the uh the event? Yeah, so um like you said, the only criticism I have would just stream the FFA. Otherwise, loved the amount of content and different things they did during this event. The time between matches was great. They didn't have much um, downtime, which kept average viewership up over the weekend. That's what I believe attributed to it. Um, While well, peak viewership wasn't great compared to other esports, Halo is what it is right now. And I think we did well compared to other events. Yes. this one.
0: Overall, yep, um, I think we've we've kind of hit on this in previous episodes, but I, I don't want people to think that, like, I don't want to come off as a negative Nancy, okay? But the fact of the matter is, more viewership would have mattered a little bit more. I'm very glad this was consistent, and uh, the fact of consistency has to do with the amount of content that was being put on. Right. The fact that there wasn't a lot of downtime, not only between the matches themselves, but in between the games themselves, like it was it was basically let's cut back the desk for less than a minute. We're into the next game. Go. You guys do your thing. Lottie was saying that all the time. Right. It's that consistency, that continuation of content that I don't want to look away. I don't want to tune into something else because if anything, the only break that we're taking is maybe three minutes while we set up the next match. That's it. And then, um, like the community was saying as well, like the, the individual player interviews. Great to see that, uh, therapy session was one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. And it, it was just, it was all around fantastic. And the other thing I want to say, I am going to compare Walshy to, Tony Romo. Walshie, in my mind, is the Tony Romo of Halo. Professional Halo. Tony Romo was a professional football player. Was a professional quarterback, right? Did fairly well, right? Became a caster. Or became like a commentator. How, how, what are What is their role? What's their position?
1: Yeah, commentary, broadcaster. broadcaster. Okay.
0: Walshie... Was one of the best that has ever played the game, and became a caster. And I love, and I'm not, I'm not saying the other casters did a poor job because they all did a phenomenal job. It's just the comparison I want to make here is that whenever, whenever I have, okay, onset and bravo, you guys are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Just hear me out. When, when golden boy and Walshy are on stage, right, and they're commentating over the games, I love the analysis that Walshy brings to the table. So like golden boy brings a little bit of that, but he like brings a lot more of the humor aspect to it. Like more of the hype nature to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Walsh, she brings a lot more of the analysis and he loves his Insta explodes, like, Oh yeah. yeah. He loves them, but he breaks things down and he's like, th- that's the thing that I love the most about the casters is that not just him, but the others as well. They tell you, Oh, expect them to do this. Expect them to kind of go this way. Expect them to set up for this. Oh, this is coming. Expect them to do this. Just like Tony Romo does in American football, right? A play is about to start. Oh, watch number, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be cutting right or they're going to be doing this. It happens every time. It's that added mentality to it, right? Love seeing it. Love hearing it. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Keep it going, please. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Invitational before I get to the little controversies that we have here?
1: No, let's keep it going. What do you got?
0: Okay. So all right. The internet was taken aback a little bit by a statement in regards to remember how Eco got dropped from Tox and then Eco went to GMS and Tox picked up Royal 2. So for those who don't know, the 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 dropping of Eco was planned from the very beginning. Okay? It was planned before the tournaments even began. It was known that Royal 2 was going to be coming back. And Eco. They, they talked about it, and I believe he knew that he was going to be leaving. Okay? What people were thinking was that should have happened is, they were saying, why'd you drop Eco? why didn't you drop APG instead? Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that it basically shouldn't work like that. Okay. I went through basically every single game that was played in this tournament and I gathered their overall kill death ratios for the entire tournament. Eco out of 15 games because uh, there was a 16th game but the stats were not actually shown on stream for the for one of the Lux games, okay? So out of 15 games which could have been 16, Eco had 313 kills and 297 deaths leading to a 1.05 overall KD. For the tournament. APG. Out of 18 games, 337 kills, 336 deaths, 1.0 overall KD. So, basically right next to one another. Okay? I included Royal 2 in here just for funsies. Again, out of 18 games, 346 kills, 255 deaths, with a 1.35 overall KD. So let's just say for the record that picking up Royal 2 was a smart decision. Now. APG over Eco. I wouldn't even have given it a second thought. APG, I believe, has been playing with them for a a lot longer. I'm talking about in just Halo history, okay? They have that chemistry. Again, the roster change was already planned, So nothing else needed to be said about it. It's just the internet threw their arms up in the air and we're like, why the fuck did you do that? It's like, you did no say in the matter. It was already determined. But I'm here to pinpoint for you that it didn't matter. Okay? Because the other thing that I'm going to say is I think the person who had the more clutch plays between the two was APG during that tournament. If APG didn't throw that grenade, it would have been GMS in the grand final. But instead, it's Tox. Will, do you want to tell me one more time who made that play happen? Who was that?
1: Yes, it was APG. It was APG. But who's to say that Eco? wouldn't have... I didn't have, see him throw a nade. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who's to say Eco wouldn't have died in that spot? Maybe he survived. And then it's not 49-49. Hey, it's 48-49. Hey,
0: uh, you know, we could talk about what could have happened, but the fact of the matter is this happened.
1: <laughs> no, well, it's... Who's to say that Eco being on a more established team wouldn't have put up better numbers.
0: Okay, okay, I hear you. But we did talk about how GMS, they'd been constantly grinding out the game after the pros all went away. Okay? And based off what we just experienced in this tournament, they were able to hang out with them
1: just fine. True. Okay? Um, But what I'm I'm saying, Tox is better than GMS yes when you're surrounded by better people that could make you better okay i think very
0: true could set up different plays could set up different plays. places yeah, it's
1: two different play styles so that could if it didn't work it could have brought down the, the team it could have you, you never know it could have you never know yep um just like i bring you guys down in halo bowl <laughs> no
0: you don't you don't you shut
1: the fuck up you i gotta i got a joke on myself so the the negative katie doesn't hurt so bad okay perfect okay good
0: you, you do you then um no, but it, let let me again set the record straight here. I have nothing against Eco. I have nothing against APG. I have nothing against either team. It's just when people when people try to start shit when shit doesn't need to exist. It was predetermined. The roster change was going to happen. Okay, and clearly the better team beat the other team in this scenario, and it was basically because of an APG play that it happened. In this very, very specific instance. Will the next tournament be any different? Who's to say? We'll just have to wait and see. That was the first controversy. The second one was me. Oh, shit. Me saying that Denial was going to be... Wait, no. Me saying that Denial was going to be taking, like, top two. And then, status quo, going to be taking last. It didn't happen that way at all. Um, so status quo, um, Ace, I saw your tweet. I replied to it. Uh, he he basically said to all the haters, like, thank you to all the haters who thought we were going to place last and not win a single game. And uh, that was basically me at that point. So I responded uh, and they definitely proved me wrong. hundred percent. They clearly put in more practice than I initially thought they did. And, they performed better than i thought they would
1: so yeah good on them same for me i mean we went in on that preconceived notion that they took 16th place to all these teams that really weren't top tier like they were supposed to be correct so it was kind of like a what yeah if they're if they're not competing at that caliber a week before the event how are they going to compete that highly at the event right. but we found out that there was um that they actually weren't able to play and that's why they got that placing it just spiraled Yes, exactly.
0: Um, So I'll just, I'll look into it further um, the next time something like this could happen. Um, But the fact of the matter is I was clearly wrong. So Ace, status quo, I apologize. You guys did a lot better than we initially thought you were going to. And uh, clearly you guys
1: have the talent. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about last place of the top six teams. Right. Like the top. Right, we're not talking about like a
0: 64 tournament right now or anything like that right if you play 64th we'd be having a completely different discussion right now but the fact of the matter is yes of the top six teams like realistically right now in the world of halo 3 you guys are still fantastic and uh as long as you stick together because we love consistency if you guys stick together and just keep that grind and going and we'll see what you guys are able to accomplish um but yeah denial
1: they were the ones who surprised everyone by In dropping. the
0: wrong way. Yeah. What the fuck happened? They won a game. They won a single game. One. Not a series. A game of this tournament. Yes, there were only six teams competing. And yes, they technically only played two series. But they won one game, dude.
1: You know, it could have been a, I, It's It's hard to pinpoint what it is. Sometimes things just don't click on the day. And they just they didn't they didn't play, I think, to their full potential. Maybe that first round buy hurt them. You think so? It Other could teams have. got a chance to warm up but Yeah, it really could have. It's possible. Um,
0: because Tox like Tox got a first round buy as well, but at the same time, it's they they're for lack of a better term, they're established, right? Sure. When you when you hear Tox in competitive Halo, you expect greatness. Yeah. Okay. The expectations are set. With Denial, they did really well at the UGC Halo Classic. But there's a lot of downtime between there. And yes, I believe they played in the Winter Series matches. But you have that first round bye. And as we've seen with Reciprocity, if you're not able to play right away, that could hurt you.
1: Yeah. Um. They. Yeah, they actually won the Winter Series right before the event took place. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just think things didn't fall in line here and they they have the ability to be a top team as we saw at the the Halo Classic. Yes. Um another thing to, to put in perspective here is um Josh had commented this to me before, but there was no tape on some a couple of these denial players before. Shelley, no one really knew about he was coming from from out of the blue yep and now people have seen his play style from the last tournament and maybe that was watched and they figured out what they were doing and now denial has to kind of counter strat against of what what teams have found out
0: i think paul she brought that up to our attention as well i think that's oh, who i got that information okay. i think yeah yeah no but it's, it's that's, a good viewpoint it's, yeah it's, yeah
1: makes sense you i mean it's just like we we do a lot of NFL talk. Yeah. Um. It's just like preparing for your opponent for the week. I mean, every NFL team goes and gets the tape of what their opponents have been doing in the previous weeks and try to build the best game plan against them. I I hear these esports teams do the same thing. Yep. They they take tape on what these other players are doing and learn their tendencies and try to counter that. So um, I think denial will still be at the top come the next tournament the next tournament they compete in um and i i think this is just a, a weird placing for them.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Definitely weird. Definitely not seeing that happening again. Um all right. But that's going to do it for our HS Invitational post show. But we actually have another tournament that's taking place just this upcoming weekend and that's the Gamers Forgiving 2019, which means it's time for our preview. Um, and it's actually kind of good that we're talking about this, that we're re-recording this because more information came out. So we get to talk about a little bit more. Um, this is from the Gamers Forgiving website, gamersforgiving.org. And I quote, Halo Tournament. This year's bracket will be seeded based on points competitors have earned at UGC Halo events, the UGC online qualifiers, and the UGC Halo Classic. Upon checking into the event, our team will validate your player ID and add the points of each team's players, if any, to determine bracket placement. Traditionally, the Gamers Forgiving Halo tournaments have been randomly seeded. Given the enthusiasm for recent LAN and online UGC events, we feel this will help provide a higher competitive experience for players taking part in our event. Players do not need UGC points to participate in the Gamers Forgiving Halo tournament. The point system is only intended to help determine initial bracket placement. All Halo stations will be equipped with Astro Mix Amps, including a mix amp for coaches. Be sure to bring your own controllers and headsets. Check-in for the Halo tournament will begin at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, March 23rd. Once checked in, players will be able to warm up on the tournament stations. We anticipate beginning the tournament around 12 p.m. Sundays, March 24th. Portion of the tournament will begin at 10 a.m. We'll be streaming key matches on the Gamers Outreach Twitch channel. Be sure to tw- tune in at twitch.tv gamersoutreach. And something that was just announced today—the talent lineup, as a matter of fact—and this includes Walshy, Golden Boy, Bravo, Elamite, and the man, the myth, the legend himself. Hashtag Free T2 again, T squared. He's gonna have us fragging like a pro. Will that's what <laughs> that's what it is? But yeah, that's that's all the information we have right now. Um, we think Lux will be there. We're pretty sure they will. Um, I don't know. We don't have a list of confirmed teams yet. We just don't. No, no, not really. Hopefully that gets released a little bit later on in the week, like maybe tomorrow or Thursday.
1: Hopefully. Yep. It would be nice to see it before the event. Otherwise, it's hard to speculate and know what's going to happen. And um, while they are, you know, putting a competitive twist on it, the root of this tournament, it's all for charity. Yes. You know, and if you... Do what you can for them, you know. Tune in if you can donate. Um, it's all for a great cause. So,
0: and the other thing is too, I want to set expectations for this event.
1: Yes. Okay. Good, good point.
0: So the HCS Invitational, we had these great things that happened in between the matches. We had the great interviews. We had the great side segments, right? So on and so forth. That was an HCS event. This Gamers for Giving tournament. Is a HCS grassroots event. Okay. This is community run. Do not expect that type of content to be at this tournament, to be on the stream. Okay. They may think they may have their own things set up, but just know that the potential caliber of stuff that we're going to be getting is might not be the same. Okay. Keep your expectations in check. But Please don't let that detract you from watching the stream. We all love competitive Halo. That's what we're here for. And more of it is good. And if we can be there to watch it and talk about it, it'll be a great time. Speaking of watching and talking about it, you can join our Discord. Will's going to talk about it when he plugs the show later on. But uh, join the Discord. Join our um, tournament watch slash listen along voice channel. And we'll be there. I'll try to be there more this weekend. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there much for the Invitational because of baby and stuff like that. You understand. Um, hopefully, I'll be there a little bit more this weekend. We can talk shop about Halo. It'll be a good time. And uh, we hope to see you there. That's what I got. Will, are we ready for some shout-outs? What do we got? First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to everyone who tuned in to the Watch and Listen Along for the HTS Invitational. Again, while I was unable to be in the chat for extended periods of time, when I was there, the energy was amazing. So thank you guys for being an amazing community. Thank you guys for just being there and having a good time chatting about Halo and uh, a, a couple specific ones. Again, I'm not like I, I'm not saying anything bad against the other people that I'm not shouting out here. But uh huge shout out to Paul, she specifically uh, for Friday and Saturday. Taking the helm of that while we weren't in there. Um, keeping the conversation alive. Love you for it, man. Um, goalie Sniper, Justin, you you were in there basically all, all day, every three days. Um, so thank you for that as well. Lawrence, Lawrence, I see you, man. I saw you in there. It was great to see you for the first time in that watch and listen along. It was great talking to you for a little bit. Um, and everybody else in general. Thank you guys for joining in. It was great. It was a fun time. Um, the next shout-out I want to give is to everyone who actually helped out with the HCS Invitational. Um, the work that was put on was amazing, and it should not go unnoticed in any way, shape, or form. Every part of the broadcast was top-notch, and uh, please bring more types of fun activities. They need to happen at future HCS events. You guys did an unbelievable job. Everybody at South by Southwest Gaming, everybody at the HCS, everybody um, everybody behind the scenes, the casters, the, the players themselves as well, and it was... You guys did so well. Don't take that for don't let anybody tell you to take that for granted. That's you guys did amazing. Um, and then finally, self promotion shout outs here. Shout out to Will and myself for getting uh, our respective promotions and our respective jobs. So, congratulations,
1: Will. Yeah, congratulations to you, man. Thanks. It's great. Oh, uh, yes. It'll be uh, it'll be longer hours for me, so uh, later recordings for us. Yeah, not looking forward to long days, but you know hey, it is. It is what it is. You know, it could be a lot better. Could be a lot worse. There, mm. <laughs> there it is. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, that's um, again one of the reasons why I wasn't in Discord much. Uh, was celebrating with families over with the new with the new job. So yes, had to take fa- some family time this weekend.
0: Absolutely. Will, that does it for the shout outs. What do we got for the community creations?
1: There's always me Monday on Reddit. Um It's always a good time. I posted one on the HCS Pro Talk account today. I retweeted it. Ooh. Um I don't know if it was on Reddit, but it was just a Halo meme. I thought it was great. It has a little has to do with Nike. Go check it out. Um Top Halo clip, Clips had its weekly winner. Congratulations to at Takedown for not only placing top eight in the Halo 3 FFA at South by Southwest, but he's also the winner of the weekly giveaway. Give some Halo love to the man who deserves it and keep submitting your clips every week for a chance at winning great prizes. Play Griffball Highlights uh, Twitter video. Go check that out. We have the HDS Invitational Photo Gallery by David Sandman. We have, is it, is it, it says, Josh, did you, is that Paul She's? No. It's Ishi? Yeah. Ishi's like, montage premiere scheduled for Saturday, March 23rd, 12 p.m. PST on Twitch. We talked about that. I should know what we're talking about. We talked about that on the show last week.
0: Yeah, it's a highly anticipated montage.
1: Go check it out. Halo, The Great Journey compilation album by Simon the Cartographer. Go check that out. We have Halo Endgame Avengers style trailer by the Architect. And that's all we got.
0: That a tweet you retweeted?
1: Yeah. Um. It was from Snipe NZ. Yeah,
0: it was from Snipe. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, Snipe. There you go. Love you, man. Great meme. Indeed. Will. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got fully efficient fish at McDonald's. They were great.
1: Boost your energy level a little you know, bit. A
0: little bit. It got me. It got me through the show. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like. I that was the first time I've eaten all day. That was the first time I'd eaten all day.
1: Hashtag baby life.
0: Hashtag fuck me. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, before I have you, you know, do the thing you do at the end of the show every week. there there's something else I want. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to remind me. I, I haven't remembered. So, when's the when's the tournament? When's our 1v1 tournament? April 6th, I believe. April 6th?
1: <sighs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome and come on down to the HGS Pro Talk 1v1 tournament. Where entry is free. And kids seats, we don't have kids seats, but they're still just five bucks. And... <laughs>
1: that's all I got you're going for the I mean Kid Seat's technically free because you can watch it on Mixer it's true you can watch it on Mixer
0: but no seriously sign up for our 1v1 tournament it's Halo 5 Um, we're going to make a couple tweaks to some maps but it's going to be a great time we hope to see you there Will is going to be streaming it he's going to be casting it
1: I'm going to try
0: Will's going to be doing a phenomenal job casting it Josh is going
1: to have to take the day and be here for the tournament?
0: I will. Yep. And don't worry, we're going to we're not going to have the, any cheating bullshit or anything like that. No,
1: if he's going to um we're thinking of, we're setting up in separate rooms yes. for casting and him playing. Yes. He'll be casting with me here when Yes. other matches are going on, but when he's playing his matches, he will be off. That is room. why
0: I'm going to be in this house. Is because yeah. we'll be casting at the same time when I'm not playing. And and we live like a few streets away from one another. So it's just easier to have both of us in the same house doing that. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. we are not going to be cheating or any shit like that. It ain't about that. It's about having fun and it's about shitting on Scud Puddle.
1: (laughs) He's the one who brought this up to us. So
0: he is, he is indeed. Will that, uh, I think that's all the energy I have for today. But you know what? I'm with you. We got through it together. We did. We did. We did a full second recording of this show. So for for people listening right now that have made it to the end here before Will does his thing, think about this for a second. Think about how long this episode is. Now think if you had to do it twice. Because that's what we had to do. (laughs) But but we made it.
1: Funny enough, this one is uh, about the same amount of time. Really? So wow great and with that will plug the show you can find us on your favorite podcast services just search for hcs pro talk we're on itunes google play podbean stitcher spotify and others leave us a review and let others know about the show as well you can join our discord as joss spoke about before joining the community discussion we have a ton of different text channels we'll watch a listen-along channel irl whatever you may need come check it out Links for all of these will be provided within the Google Doc of the show notes. We have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Search for HDS Pro Talk on your Xbox Windows app or your Xbox itself. We are on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Mixer. Search for HDS Pro Talk on all of those. And we also have our Esportspedia page where you get to see the breakdown of our episodes and the little description. What do we got on the next episode, Josh?
0: Gamers Forgiving 2019 post show, Will.
1: Exciting stuff.
0: The most exciting be stuff. Sure,
1: be sure to turn in to turn into the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's late, Will. Uh, you know, we it's the end. It is. Watch watch gamers forgiving. There you go. Just take yes. it out. Uh
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 65 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening. We hope you have a phenomenal rest of your week. We'll uh, we'll hope to talk to you in Discord for gamers for giving 2019, but until the next episode, bye bye.